Greetings, voyagers, and welcome to The Bridge, a podcast hosted by Sir Shavacardo, a fellow citizen of the stars. Here, we'll discuss all things Star Citizen, including lore, game mechanics, development, and updates. So sit back, relax, and prepare for launch. I'll see you at the bridge. Greetings, Voyagers, and welcome to the bridge. Um, my name is Shavo. Join with me today is Kilted Kitten, or Mandy, as some people call her, um, and also my wife. Uh, Mandy, how are you tonight? doing all right how are you i'm great um it's funny kind of doing this while she is literally on the other side of the wall in front of me but um and trying my best to treat her like a podcast guest and not like my wife but um regardless uh as you can see we're sitting here at the bar of the 890 jump having a couple drinks mandy what are you drinking tonight um, just a little while ago, you made me a vodka lemonade. A and very delicious vodka lemonade. <laughs> How is it? It's good. I like the addition of the club soda. Good. Well, I'm glad that worked out. I don't know why. I've just been on a club soda kick ever since watching Tipsy Bartender on YouTube. Um, and that guy is a big fan of club soda, it seems like. So I'm just kind of copying him. So uh, I definitely won't try to take all the credit. But... Um, I will, uh, here, I'm drinking a, what did we call this last time? Lost in Space, but... Lost in oh, Space cocktail. Yes, but like a reformed version of that. Um, oh, he's reformed, which, what did he do? <laughs> which, guess guess <laughs> what I did to change it? I added club soda. So, uh, <laughs> cheers everyone. If you're drinking along with us at home, uh, I hope you're having a relaxing evening or morning or... Well, don't drink too early, but, you know, it, whatever. It's not my life. Um, and if you're driving, definitely please don't drink. Have a bottle of water. Have a Gatorade. Stay awake. Don't get don't get too sleepy. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the, the episode. Um, let's see. So, the next part... This is where I usually ask guests if... Like, what, what have they been up to in the verse over the last week? Or what is their favorite ship? I know that since this... Uh, spoiler alert, by the way, guys. This podcast is very much very much in favor of the newbies of this game. This is kind of like a Welcome to Star Citizen episode. Um, where I thought it would be perfect to have Mandy come on. She's brand new to Star Citizen. She has put maybe just a couple hours into the game. She has an interest in it. Um, so I was like, let's take advantage of that. Let's ask her a few questions, have her ask us a few questions, and kind of just go from there. Um, so I, I won't ask you what your favorite ship is. Can I, Well, let me ask you, do, do you know the name of your starter ship? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I know there's a ship called the Pisces, and I only remember that because that's your sun sign. <laughs> That's great. That it. That's okay. It works. But hey, I don't think that's a starter ship. <laughs> real quick, just for fun, um, that sound suppression on Discord. Go ahead and turn that off for me, if you don't mind. I don't even know how to get there. It should be I, at the I bottom left. If this is too long, I can always just cut this part out of the podcast. It's no big deal. And okay, we're back. Sorry about that, guys. Small technical difficulty. We got it fixed. We're all set to go. Um, 
what were we talking about? You were saying the Pisces, uh, because that is my sign. Um, <laughs> uh, but so, so you you can't remember the name of your starter pack? No. Okay, that's okay. It's the uh, the Aurora is what you have. Wait, I did know that Aurora was in my brain, but I was like, that's a Disney princess, and I'm just making that up. No, you 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 would have had it right, but it's it's oh, fine. Um, there's I showed you for your first time ever playing the game. I showed you a lot of ships, so um, I definitely don't blame you. But you have the Aurora MR starter pack okay. is what you have, um, and that's the one ship that you have flown, to my knowledge, unless you've been flying more. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, and then I wasn't I wasn't gonna ask you what your favorite ship is in Star Citizen since you're still very new to it, but if there's a single spacecraft. And in sci-fi in general, what what would be you like? What is your favorite spaceship? Well, I literally know two spaceships: okay. um, the Millennium Falcon, and I think the one from Lost in Space because we just talked about it the other day is called the Jupiter Two. Yes, that is Nathan's favorite ship, apparently. Um, yeah. So I mean, I guess it would be between those two because they're the <laughs> only two I know. Um, okay. But my my favorite ship is friendship, but that's okay. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> that's that's great. Um, well, perfect. Um, I will briefly go through what I've been doing in the verse over the last week. Um, I did a stream last night where I was doing the. Um, I can't remember the name of the mission, but it's. You go into a ship in space. It's kind of like set up like the 890 jump missions where you go in and you kill the guys. But in this one, I had to go to this like scrapping ship, I think, and then hack a computer. And then I had to destroy the ship afterwards. And it okay. gives me like 50,000 credits. And it's really not that hard. Um, very easy to do by yourself. Um, I think it would be a really fun one that I think you'd enjoy for us to do sometime. Um, and it's a it's a decent way to, to earn you some money too and and at least some rep um, but uh, I'm sure right now you have no idea what I'm talking about so we'll I'll just have to like bring you to it and I think yeah. I think you'll have a good time but um, is 50, that's 000, is 50,000 credits a lot not really but it it adds up quick over time um, oh, okay. right right now at least in my opinion I don't see a ton of options to, to spend money on in game other than just the ships so it's kind of it's kind of a waiting game in the sense that you you want to do your jobs and or do your your contracts and then make money and then earn reputation at the same time and as you earn reputation those contracts pay better and better and better so and eventually before you know it you have enough to buy a cheaper ship and then over time, especially the more you play the game, the better you get at it. You earn money quicker, and before you know it, you're buying an 890 jump, uh, which is what we're sitting in right now. Um, other than that, I tried looking for those that remember me um, talking on the last episode about the missions on Microtech where you go down and it's a crashed ship i still can't find or i still can't remember the name of the that dang mission but um that is one that i was trying to find and in the process of doing that i accepted one of those um those 
the the scrapper ship thing. I think it's called the Redeemer, or the not the Redeemer. Anyways, I'm I'm just gonna sit here and, and think about the ship all night if I do that. Um. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really all that I've done, um, and I'm really just trying to find more opportunities to kind of jump in and find these newer missions. Um, one thing that I have done, well, one thing that I discovered yesterday <laughs> um, was uh, I was flying, I was low flying on Hurston, and I, I, it's so funny because I've been on Hurston so many times. Um, but low flying on Hurston, there were these tiny little, like, it looked like air traffic control towers, but scattered all over the land. And I, I've never seen them before. And I was landing by one. And what it reminds me of is a monolith from no man's sky. And I was completely intrigued with it. And I was like, can I go inside? Like, what can I, like, is there anything I can do with this? And unfortunately, as of right now, at least to my knowledge, you, I can't go inside and there's nothing that I can do to interact with it. But I have a feeling in the future that will change. But uh, either way, it was a really cool discovery to find. It, it made me feel like I was playing No Man's Sky for a second and kind of gave me an idea of where CIG is going with the development of this game. I mean, uh, alongside of all the other information that they give us, but... Um, this was one of those surprises where it's just like, oh my gosh, this game, like, I don't know what this is, but this game is so much it, like deeper than what people think it is. Um, so, and I'm, mm-hmm. Sorry. In, uh, in No Man's Sky, the monoliths teach you like foreign words from alien civilizations, correct? Correct. Yeah. So in Star Citizen... Do all of the alien civilizations look human or humanoid? Um, I would say the alien civilizations that I know, which is the the Xi'an, and someone please correct me if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, they are definitely like humanoids, like they are in the shape of humans, but they are like, I think the last I remember them, the concept art was like kind of like lizardy looking, maybe or something like that. Okay. Um, but uh, let me see. Let me see if I can pull this up. No, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember how to spell it, but I'm pretty sure it's something like that. It, but definitely humanoid for sure. Okay. Um, uh, anyways, that's uh, that's that's pretty much been my my week in Star Citizen. Of course, you can always come check it out and hang out with me while I do these things over at Twitch.tv/SirAvocado. Um, usually live every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Um, but sometimes not, because sometimes I get caught up doing podcast stuff. Anyways, let's jump into this week in Star Citizen. Um, I feel like I need to make a meme out of this somehow, because I always say, let's jump into this week in Star Citizen. And then on Monday, the first thing I always say is, this week in Star Citizen was released. Um, obviously. So Tuesday, they did uh, a lore post, which was a Galactopedia update. And in this month's update, they cover the Nexus, Odin, and Hathor. I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. Hathor, a Hathor, I'm going to say Hathor, systems, and also discussing the Intergalactic Aerospace Expo, um, which as being my first, like, real one that I'll be going to, even though I've, I've backed since 2014, I was always in and out, in and out, in and out of the game. Um, 
this will be like my first real one and I'm beyond excited for it. Um, and of course, uh, citizen con as well, but, uh, yeah, that is Tuesday's, uh, plan, which today's Wednesday, the 28th. So that's our, that's already out. You can read it now. I suggest you do. Uh, Wednesday is the roadmap update and roadmap road map. What did I say? Roadmap roadmap roundup. Um, in this, they, uh, they confirmed that the following cards have passed their final review for Alpha 318 and their status has been marked to committed, which is going to be the Daymar crash site, which I believe while I was reading it, they were talking about new missions, new habs, um, and a few other things. Highly recommend you go check that out um, over on the um, roadmap roundup. Um, and then other than that, it was the Gray Cat PTV racetrack which is, I believe, the racetrack they made on Orson, um, on Crusader. So, both things I'm very excited about, especially since I'm, I've am i been getting more and more into kind of flying, or like, uh, not flying, racing. So, I'm excited to try that out. Um, I will definitely be jumping in the, into the PTU. Um, and yeah, it, j it just seems like, seems like a fun time. So, definitely excited about that. Um, and then Thursday, of course, is Inside Star Citizen. Uh, very much looking forward to that tomorrow. Um, and then on Friday, of course, the Star Citizen uh, live stream on Twitch. The weekly newsletter coming out. And then the update to the subscriber vault. So we can uh, look forward to all of those things. Um, other than that, it's, not, it's really not that big of a This Week in Star Citizen. Um, I really don't have a whole lot to discuss regarding that other than just I'm excited for the updates. I'm excited. I actually even I haven't had the chance to go back and read um, the that lore or the Galactopedia update on the Intergalactic Aerospace Expo. I'm I'm really interested in reading that, especially since it's like right around the corner. So um, I'm looking forward to doing that. And if you would like to, Mandy, um, I'm more than happy to do that with you and we can talk about it. You can answer questions, um, off stream probably, <laughs> or not on, I'm not streaming on off podcast. Um, cause I'm, I'm going to sit back a little later and keep on enjoying my drink and kind of read, read over this stuff. But, um, anyways, let's, um, go to a new segment of the podcast. It is called start citizen. Um, this segment, we discuss questions that have been submitted by viewers or the guests themselves. Uh, these questions could be anything about the game from advice for new players, um, to really anything else within the topic of Star Citizen. So for the first one, we're kind of making it a little special. Um, that's why we have Mandy on today. Uh, she, well, herself being a, a new player to Star Citizen, she has come up with a small list of questions uh, to ask me or anyone else really in the community that can answer if I cannot. Um, and she's going to ask these questions. They're, they're questions that she either wants to know or she thinks she might think other people um, might have based off, based off of her experience starting into the game. Um, so that being said, I'm going to stop talking for you, Mandy. I apologize. And uh, <laughs> let you continue with with however you want the the question and answer uh, 
segment to kind of go down. Sure. So, uh, like you said, these are mainly a lot of questions that I have as a beginning player, but I did mm-hmm. put a couple in there that I think are going to help a lot of other people get into the game as well. Okay. Um, but knowing that you've backed the game since 2014 and knowing that there has been a lot of criticism with the speed of the game development, I just feel like maybe there's a question to be asked of how backing the game for, what is that, six, seven, like eight years, Mm -hmm. has helped you better understand the amount of time that it's taking CIG to actually implement updates and like larger game development yeah um wow that's actually a really good question i i'm not gonna lie when i first started backing it i really didn't pay too much attention to the decisions that cig um were making towards the the progress of the game um in fact that's really not something that i i really jumped too far into until i started streaming it um exclusively this year um but i will say being able to see from playing the game in 2014 to playing it now um i can see what they've where they've gone with it and all it does to me is make me just extremely excited for the future um I really wish there was a way to just like transplant memories um, where I could share with you what it was like to log in during those times where um, uh, poor Alistar was the the only spawn point in the game and and the other planets didn't exist yet and it's just a it it was it was a completely separate game from what it is now and the game that it's become uh, it's very debatable amongst amongst the community but. Um, it is such a it's such a fantastic game and it's on it's on the track to being one of the best games ever released um and i i have no hesitation saying that so um to to kind of answer your question has it helped me better understand the game development not really because i'm not a game developer but um it gives me an idea of basically like the the i don't want to say it sound cheesy and say like the dream that they have but like how how far they are shooting into the stars no pun intended um with with their goals for this game and and is it taking a while sure but are they kind of like are they actually knocking out their goals one by one yes and has it been perfect no um we like i i'm i feel like i can hear people screaming in my ear about things that haven't happened before I'm even answering these questions, but to someone that's very, um, um, not pessimistic. (laughs) What's the other word? Um, optimistic. optimistic, Thank you. (laughs) Um, optimistic about this game. Um, I think it's, I think it's heading in a fantastic direction. Um, yeah, I hope that answered your question somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember, um, if I heard this listening to another episode of the podcast or if I heard this from another streamer that maybe you hosted on Twitch or something, but Mm -hmm. they just passed like $500 million donated for this game. 
which is like, I can't even fathom that amount of money. Right. It's crazy. And, and I'm that's... like, I know that really good games have been made for way less. So it's just hard for me to like having so little experience with the game be like, how the hell is this game not <laughs> finished with that much money? But I, like I, said, I, haven't, I haven't explored the game very much, so I don't really have any clue. Right. And, 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 and trust me, you are not the only one to think that way. There are people since backing before I started backing that still feel that way, feel that way. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where because I'm not a game developer, I can't answer it accurately, but, um, yes, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure how large of a scale they are as far as as far as all of the things that they have to pay for out of pocket, right? So like, I know that they have multiple um, office locations, LA, Austin, um, I'm forgetting the, the European ones. Um, I, uh, I hate that I cannot remember. Frankfurt, I think was maybe one of them. I might be completely wrong right now. I don't know. And they have one being built right now. And it's like, a. I guess it's incredible and massive and they're hiring so many people like there's a lot of money going out as well um am i their accountant absolutely not <laughs> i can't i can't tell you where all their money's going i can't tell you if they're, if they're using it in the best ways possible i don't know all i know is that i have i have backed the game with more money than i've ever put into a specific like any singular game before um i'm not gonna say how much i've backed but um, I have backed that game knowing full well other people are backing that the same amount of money as I am or even way more. Um, and I it doesn't bother me. I, it still just makes me excited for this for this game. Um, am I a pushover? Probably. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I uh, can see that even with like knowing how much money Nintendo brings in if they were like we need people to crowdsource and give us money to create the best Zelda game ever made I would throw all of my money at that right because it's something that I'm specifically passionate about and would like right wait forever for exactly and and that's kind of how I feel about it and uh I think there's a lot of people that have invested a lot of money that are probably pretty disappointed but um I keep my expectations pretty low most of the time, and um, I threw my money into it knowing full well that since it is a game that is in alpha, um, it's not even guaranteed necessarily to release. Um, oh, it's, it's, I, I didn't it, know that. It's going to release. It's, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it's going to release, but like I, I've already gotten my money back as far as how much fun I've had in the game. Yeah. I and can see that. and I've spent a a pretty penny. Like, the, I I'm not going to make this podcast about guess how much Chavo spent in Star Citizen. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying, I've I've purchased I've I've backed more than just the 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 starter package, and um and I plan on backing more. To be completely honest, um that's one of the reasons why I'm so dang excited for the the um intergalactic airspace expo is it's my first one apparently they they put a lot of ships on sale um or just for sale uh and there's a lot of ships i'm very curious about that are never for sale and i'm 
beyond excited to try them out um, and possibly buy them. So, yeah, it's... I don't know. I'm As far as the finances go, I'm not sweating really anything on their side. Uh, if other people want to sweat it, that's fine. Um, just don't don't shove your agendas down my throat, please. And I won't do the same to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know that you play with, and I don't even know, is, are joysticks the correct term for what yeah. you play with? Okay. So you have dual joysticks, mm-hmm. but you previously played with a single joystick, and you also previously played with mouse and keyboard. Right. Of those three options, I'm assuming that you probably prefer the way that you play now with dual joysticks, but I'm going to ask the question anyway, what do you prefer? And then also, do you feel that there are pros and cons to the previous ways that you've played? Yes, actually. Um, A lot of people think that just because you have two joysticks or or flight sticks, as uh, people call them as well, um, that that means you have ascended to the maximum level and and you have you know the best control the best fighting ability the best flying ability um and to me that's just simply not the truth i think as you get used to it more and more just like people playing xbox their whole lives and switching to pc it's weird to get used to that keyboard and mouse that keyboard and mouse and i can i'm still sometimes in the stage where i'm still getting used to the the dual joysticks and it's uh but it's fun it's really fun and it's incredibly immersive too um it's just sometimes you you really gotta nitpick the the sensitivity settings um because sometimes you roll that z-axis to do a barrel roll in your ship and like you start turning at a billion miles per hour and it just really throws you off so um there's there's a lot of troubleshooting that goes along with it but um i would say my my favorite configuration right now is the dual joysticks um one of the biggest cons i have about the dual joysticks though is how much space it takes up on my desk i know that there are solutions to that um like the mounts that they have but for my current setup um i just use it on my desk takes up quite a uh, quite a lot of space whenever i go into uh like first person shooter mode or whenever i'm i'm playing as my character not flying the ship um i just push my flight my my right flight stick forward and pull my mouse back out and um it's oh, really so you don't you don't control your character with the joysticks no okay i guess no. in, in my head i wasn't thinking about the fact that you switch back and forth yeah um yeah i don't <laughs> maybe someone has tried uh configure it or con- configuring settings um to try to do that um i just don't see <laughs> it as being uh very um uh practical really but um, i'm not gonna lie I, when i logged in the other day mm-hmm. i tried to play with my xbox controller <laughs> <laughs> because i i'm still getting used to pc settings this being like my first pc and it's like a very recent upgrade but tried playing with the xbox controller and like negative 1000 out of 10 would not recommend for right (laughs) (laughs) right also Um, there's just like not enough buttons on a controller to play star citizen oh god no 
you need all of the key bindings and more of a keyboard to play that game. Right. Do you remember? And I, was like, I don't even know how to open this elevator with this <laughs> or with this controller. Do you remember in the the days of the Xbox 360 where you would plug in your microphone? There was a, there was that keyboard <laughs> yes. attachment. Yes. Yeah. Also, back in the days of Xbox 360. There was a TV remote that had like a flip out keyboard and I actually missed that because it was mm-hmm. so much easier to type your password and like username in oh my for gosh. stuff and I'm like yeah. can we bring those back? Yeah, it's um it's really funny. That was like the days where everyone was experimenting with like slide out keyboards and I miss know, my phone that had a slide out keyboard. I'm not So do lie. I. I text under the dinner table and nobody could even tell. Right. It was it was very satisfying. And now like I can be looking at my iPhone and texting and be texting and still miss half the keys because I've got these <laughs> big fat sausage thumbs. Um but yeah, um as far as my previous setups though, um I I really enjoyed the uh single stick and mouse setup. Um the I would say the drawback the drawback to that is just a little bit of lack of um immersion I would say and then other I mean really other than that aiming with the mouse is far more accurate in my opinion so that was a pro that's even a pro over dual joysticks um so yeah I that's uh if if any of you are looking into getting sticks for Star Citizen um maybe just try buying one i use the stick and my left hand i'm and i'm i write with my right hand um stick in my left hand and then i use my mouse in my right hand and there's so many tutorials on youtube of how to get that kind of uh configuration set up and uh it worked really well for me it worked really well for me and now i have the the thrustmaster the 16000 k something like that um, and they work pretty good. There's a little bit of drift, which is annoying, but for the most part, I really, I really enjoy it. And it's, uh, like I said, it's super immersive. Um, and finally, just the mouse and keyboard setup. Believe it or not, I don't mind it a lot of the times, like flying with keyboard and mouse. Um, because sometimes I don't know how to describe it other than, you know, exactly the input that you're doing while you're doing it. With the with the joystick, you can twist your Z axis while pulling up on your X axis or on your Y axis. I think that's Y axis, and pushing over on your X axis. You could do all that at the same time. So if you have a little bit of drift in there, you'll start moving, and all of a sudden you're like, "Whoa, where's this movement coming from?" And like, how do I prevent it? Sometimes you end up like oversteering or um, like just overcorrecting things, and that's been a recipe for disaster so many times. So. Um, the 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 dual sticks is a fantastic way to really feel like you're flying that spaceship but it's also a great way to kind of overthink your flying and end up crashing um so it's <laughs> to, to sum it up i would say it's really up to user preference um and if you can't aff- afford sticks right now and it's just mouse and keyboard for you and or if that's just what you prefer to do, like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, sometimes if I just really don't feel like pulling that that um, that stick back for me to use, I'll just I'll still sometimes fly with mouse and keyboard if I'm just like 
if I'm just flying somewhere just to get somewhere, I'll, I'll do that sometimes. If I'm if I'm like fighting someone, then I'll I'll switch to my my sticks. But um, yeah, hopefully that answered that question more or less. Yeah. So essentially, uh, just don't play with an Xbox controller. You'll be all right. Right. And I, you know <laughs> what? I hate to say it, but uh, there's a percentage out of people out there. I guarantee you that are doing it with an Xbox controller. You know and, what? Kudos to them because I could not figure it out for the life of me. Hey, if they're happy, then who am I to, <laughs> you know? I would imagine it's a lot of combining keys to like be extra key bindings, but I don't know. Um. Okay, so I don't know if you care to share the specs of your machine, but mm -hmm. I guess. A good question to ask is probably what the lowest necessary specs would be to ensure Ooh. a playable experience. I guess it doesn't have to be the most smooth experience in the world since it's still an alpha. There are right. going to be bugs and, you know, that kind of stuff no matter what machine you're playing on at this point. But just for a playable experience. Right. So my personal setup, I, I don't know how much I can talk about the minimum setup required. Um because my my setup whenever I first backed the game in 2014, I can't remember what it was, but during that time it was it was kind of hard to play. Also, that was before I had uh, an SSD, which probably made made for most of those those issues. But I was um, about to ask about that because I remember when you downloaded it on my machine, we had to get an SSD. Yeah, storage. right. It's it is it's one of those things where if you are buying an SSD soon, but just want to try to jump into the game, I wouldn't even do it. I, w I would not even play the game or install it onto a hard drive. I would I would wait until I got that solid state because I think it would just ruin it for me. It would be so frustrating trying to navigate to where you're going um, that it, it would just make me want to not play the game or, or just have a, uh, it would give me a, a way further negative outlook on it. Um, so if you haven't installed the game yet, or if you're thinking about getting the game or, or whatever you may be doing solid, if you're, if you're getting star citizen, put it on a solid state drive, nothing else. Um, unless there's something better than, than a better, er, bro. If there's, if there's something better than a solid state drive, then yeah, do that. But um, solid state drive or nothing. So make sure to do that. Other than that, I have, um, I have a Intel, Intel i7 8700K. Um, I've got 32 gigs of RAM. I have a, what is it? I think it's a 2070 graphics card. Um, I think so. I think it's a 2070. I'm almost positive it is. Um, and then, of course, I have the game installed on a on a solid state drive. So um, that's really my setup. With that, I am able to stream uh, and play the game. And when I say stream, I, obviously, I mean stream the game. So I'm able to play the game flawlessly. I keep my settings on very high. Um, I do all the simple stuff like turning film gr film grain off, um, and then I. I think that's really, I, I really don't do a whole lot. Sometimes I'll do the, uh, the volumetric clouds, I think is the setting name. Sometimes I'll turn those down low, especially if I'm around Orison. Um, that will, that will help with my game performance quite a bit. Um, but other than that, with, with my specs, I can, I can run the game smoothly. 
and uh, and stream it at the same time, and I have no issues with it. So, um, like I said, I'm sorry. I can't really answer for the part of the lowest the lowest settings, but I can, yeah, I can answer my specs and kind of people can maybe gauge from there where their where their PCs at. I think at least people knowing that downloading into a hard drive is just not the greatest idea is probably the biggest takeaway from that. Right. Um, so I think that's helpful. As far as I've already created my my character, but I kind of sped through it. How robust would you say the character character <laughs> customization is uh, in comparison to other games like other role playing games? I should say, like maybe Skyrim or something like that. Sure. Um, not good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I the the issue that I ran into it with uh, with my character is that I wanted to have more hairstyles, which is like something so small. But you can it's, only have short hair because of your helmet. <laughs> right. But you'd be amazed at how many people really would die for some, some new hairstyles in that, including myself. Like it is I mean, you have it, like a carrot cut on your character. I know. I do that for fun. I have the I have the bowl cut and I have like my eyes super like bug eyed. I look like very kind of crazy. Um I think it's hilarious. But um yeah, for the most part the the character customization um not the best really um but again it is nowhere close to its final form um and that's how i would view it anytime i use it and really it's it's kind of to the point to it that where whenever wipes hap white wipes happen or like you need to like character reset for any reason like that um sometimes i don't even bother i'll just skip past it and be the the default guy but late lately i've i've enjoyed turning my guy into like the the bull cut like <laughs> weird looking dude i think it's funny so um yeah yeah i feel like in the future it would be nice if they introduced other uh other races and classes i guess i don't know if classes are supposed to be like a thing that happened in this game at any point but as far as creating the most realistic version of the character you want to portray, I think that that would be something that would make me more interested right off the bat. Right. Um, I, I really can't answer for them as, as far as like what they have planned for, um, character creation in the future, especially when it comes to like race or like a, some kind of class system. Um, I personally, uh, coming from a, a very large MMO background as well. Um, the class system has always been something that I enjoy. I enjoy specializing in something, really narrowing down who my character is, and then kind of being able to put myself in the shoes of that character and and be them uh, for the time that I'm I'm in the game playing. Like it's it's that's one of the best thing about um, RPG games, right? Is like you you play that role of that character and. Um, that's I think that's really where my love for video games um, kind of stemmed from. So um, I'm hoping in the future they have s something of the sort. It, I mean, if it's not a class system, just something where you can maybe choose another race um, or s just something to kind of further your backstory, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, that's that's I can't I can't say any of that is for sure. But I I couldn't imagine that that they would 
not maybe implement one of those things. Yeah. So as far as like the character that you're trying to portray and kind of immerse yourself in, mm-hmm. are there different career paths currently that you can kind of through at least through the uh, the contracts that you pick up that you can kind of choose if you want to be bad, good, neutral. Actually, yes. Um, so, I, uh, unfortunately, right now there's not a career path for like pirates. You can be a pirate, but it's more of like a role playing thing, um, and like mechanics for for pirates. It's not really in the game yet, so it's kind of just just being a bad guy <laughs> really is, what, is being a pirate what would, what would the mechanics of being a pirate like yeah. having some way to incorporate ransom um oh, like okay. uh no, because what you're essentially going to be doing is you're going to be stopping people that are basically in between that point a to point b of traveling to somewhere else and you don't want to kill them because then both of you get nothing you want to you want to basically like i'm trying to think of the right word for it it wouldn't be like blackmail but like make it so if they were to just backspace and kill themselves it's it's less worth it for, it's more worth it for them to to carry out your commands um than to kill themselves and backspace or do do whatever they might do so if they die Right. If they backspace, or if you kill them, does their ship despawn? Is that why you would get nothing? I'm confused. So, if they were to backspace in in the in the pilot seat, it, that sets off the the self destruct um, oh. of the ship. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so yes, if if they were to just backspace outside of the pilot seat, um, the the ship would still be there. Yeah. So, okay. which I'm sure that's happened before, but. That's basically just doing the. That, that would basically basically just be doing the pirate's job for them, but without having to get a crime stat for killing anyone. So, um, yeah, if you ever have pirates on you, don't just backspace. Um, <laughs> if you're not in your pilot seat, if you if you really want to get away like that, like if you're just not about the the role play and the the scenario, um, or actually, better yet, do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, another thing that I think, and this is, I guess this is coming from my also limited experience with No Man's Sky being kind of the only other space game that I've played, mm-hmm. um, is I enjoyed the resource collecting and the, like, kind of civilization building aspect of No Man's Sky. Right. Is that something that currently exists in Star Citizen? No. Um, is it something that might exist? Maybe. I know that there's supposed to be some form of base building in the future. Um, I would almost guarantee that. Uh, mainly being because there is a ship that they've made that is specifically for basically like... I think the gist of it is like transporting materials for base building. Um, yeah, but... As, as far as that goes, that is that is the only thing that I know about that. But, um, yeah, currently, no, there, there's not. Um, but in the future, I would say yes. And I'm extremely excited for that. Yeah. I think that it would be super cool to be able to build, like, not only a base, but, like, an entire city. Right. And, like, or, like, uh, claim an area on one of the planets where you and your friends, 
I must like make like a little neighborhood and have like these massive parking spots for your ships and mm -hmm. I uh oh I can't wait for stuff like that. Like that is that's why I get so excited about the game and, and kind of have to remind myself that the game that I'm playing right now is not the game that it's going to be whenever it initially re releases. Um, it's not even going to be close. So um, right now we're basically playing like a tech demo <laughs> and the tech demo just happens to be amazing. I can't remember what the technical term is in No Man's Sky where you can just like keep flying and keep flying and there will always be um, like, universes and galaxies that you can visit um oh my gosh i know the word i don't know why i'm just blanking on it i right know now. i'm blanking on it too it's on the tip of my tongue but um star citizen is not that procedurally no. generated procedural yeah thank you um no it is not proce procedural good lord procedurally <laughs> procedurally I think it's the drink. I'm not even going to lie. I can't pronounce that word right now, but no, it's not that. They they design everything. Um, we can't currently leave the Stanton system um, because the, right now there's nowhere for else to go, but that's why Pyro is being created, and then soon we'll be able to go to Pyro, and then soon the next place, and the next place, and the next place, but no. Um, everywhere you go is like specifically designed like the way it is and not procedural... And I'm not even going to try. Yep. Anyways, <laughs> next question. Okay. This is the last question that I have. And it's just because I love this aspect of the game. But there are plushies. Um, yep. Literally, one of, I, one of the things that made me spend $45 on this game is the fact that I could go buy plushies. <laughs> um, and specifically because one of them is named Pico. And that's the name of our cat. Um, yep even though it's a penguin in the game. But so far, there are two plushies that I'm mm -hmm. aware of. Um, Pico the Penguin and Finley the Stormwall. Uh, yep. Do you think they'll add more plushies? Do you think that these are their only two ma mascots? Um. So there are more plushies than just them there already. Are. But it's not It's not animals. It's ships. Like, oh. Like, uh, do you remember the giant? <laughs> You're my disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. You were so excited. I feel bad. Um, they have like ships. Like, I don't know if you remember the the C two Hercules, that mm -hmm. giant ship that I I first flew you on. Um, they yes. have like a plushie of that. They have a plushie of a bunch of different ships. So, um, but as okay. far as like little mascots go, I think Finley and Pico are the only ones. Unfortunately, I wish there were more. That makes me incredibly sad. But. The next part of my question is, if there were to be more plushies, animal-wise, that were made, what animal would you like to see? This is just a fun thing. Um. Ooh. I would... I would love to see a little kitty or something like that. A little cat. Um, I think that if they did make another one, just based on the fact that Finley is a whale and Pico is a penguin, they've mm -hmm. kind of got this, like, arctic polar bear aquatic, maybe arctic aquatic thing going on so maybe <gasps> a polar bear okay I, never mind i was with... gonna say a puffin if they made a puffin but <gasps> if that's... they made a puffin i would die but i don't think they would because that's way too close to a peak of the penguin oh uh, i suppose i don't know their beaks are very they're the clowns of the sea or whatever they call them the clowns of the sky yeah i don't know 
I would I would love some puffins. I would love uh or like a snow fox or something like that. Um but I would also love an orange kitty, but there's already something named yeah. Pico, so I don't know if anything would be as perfect. I know. I know. But... I love how big the plushie is. It's like the size of your like upper half of your body when you're right. carrying it. <laughs> it looks so funny when you carry it around. <laughs> um all right. So that was uh our first time ever doing start citizen um i would love to hear people's uh opinion on how that went and what you think of it and if you'd like it in future episodes as of right now i will continue to do it in future episodes um this one is a special one where mandy kind of came up with these questions herself um but in the future it will be one of those things where it is um it is uh you submit it. You submit it through a, for- a Google form. So um, if you are interested in submitting a question to the Start Citizen segment for next episode um, of the podcast, go into the podcast description and there should be a link in there that says a uh, link to the, Q- the, the Q&A. And you just go in there, um, type your question, leave your username or name, or if you want to be anonymous, just don't do anything and then submit it. And um, I will do my best to get to your question in the in the next episode so um it's very exciting i'm very excited about it. i also have to give a big shout out to our first guest ever irish wake he was the one that came up with the concept of start citizen and i was like dude that is actually so awesome a little segment that's for new players called start citizen i don't know i thought it was great um i have to give him all the props for that i asked for his permission i was like dude you should do something with that um but uh, he was like, man, that's all you. So, uh, Irish, if you're listening, dude, thank you so much. That's I, uh, I'm very impressed with your creative abilities, especially on the spot, especially at like 11 o'clock at night, um, just randomly messaging me and just being like, bro, start citizen. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. So um, good job, Irish. Let me know how, uh, how you liked your concept being done in this episode. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. Um anyways for the next part so this might disappoint a few people we are not going to be doing the the racing segment of the podcast it would um, be a disaster <laughs> well <would> I, never, <laughs> speaking of our finish. speaking of our good, our good friend irish his race was also a disaster when we were trying to film it it ended up being a great lap but I, I don't think there's any way to go around it. That's not going to be a disaster. In the future, though, in the future, I, I will have you back on for sure. And, right. And <laughs> you will be doing a lap. And I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. The world's so, slowest snake pit lap n- in, nah, ever. It's, it might break a record, actually, with how fast it is, so... Um, skipping over the racing segment for today we will carry on with that uh, again next week um, we are really pushing the time already for this this podcast so um, let's go ahead and jump right into the lore uh, a lore lesson I chose um, mainly because I feel like it fit the whole theme of being new to the game so of course with being new to the game you get introduced to a lot of a lot of things one of them being where you even wake up in the first place, which is on a planet somewhere, whatever whatever spawn point you choose. 
um, between Orson, Lauraville, uh, Area 18, or New Babbage. Um, and the one thing all of those have in common is that they are all on the Stanton or in the Stanton system. Stanton system. My words are bad tonight. Um, so I felt like it was a great idea to kind of go over the kind of vague topic of the Stanton system, which is the Stan- which is the system that you're basically going to be doing everything in from hunting pirates to, uh, to, uh, redeeming bounty. Redeeming is not the word. Um, bounty hunting to bounty or to bunker missions to cargo missions and all sorts of things you're you're always going to be in the stanton system as of right now until pyro is released so uh, i thought it'd be a good idea to kind of kind of go over that a little bit so let's just let's just jump into it of course like every episode i like to remind everyone that if not all most if not most wait if most if not all words chavo um, all of this lore is found on the Star Citizen wiki page and has references references listed to all topics discussed. So if you question anything I say, one, go, I'm just kidding. Um, just go check out the reference and you'll see that I'm, you know, you're full of shit, not me. So uh, anyways, the stand system, it's a singular star system and one of two fully colonized, colonized, not colons, colonized systems and the uee um it is the only system with a green zone reaching four planets uh making it suitable for human life all worlds have undergone limited terraforming and have flora and fauna with divergent ecologies they are owned by corporate entities within the united empire of earth (laughs) uee um shortly after the the discovery of the system all planets were sold by the government to corporations these four yes. planets oh my gosh capitalist uh stan <laughs> uh these four planets are the only privately owned worlds in the, wait owned worlds in the empire uh those subject to the uee's common law and standard penal code <laughs> The UEE does not fully police the region. Instead, private planetary security teams enforce the local law. Um, so yeah, let's let's jump into a little bit of the history of the stand system. Um, the first settlers of the stand system are unknown. Nav jumper Toshi Aaron or Tashi Aaron. I'm gonna say Tashi. I, I think um, discovered the system in uh, 2851 after selling the jump data to the UEE. They declared Stanton to be a case of eminent... Do- what? Wait. To be a case of eminent domain, citing a need to protect and extend nearby jump lanes. Without formal colonization uh, papers on file, the existing inhabitants had little choice to abandon their homestead. Their homesteads, prospectors, survivalists, and other squatters had had little means to protect themselves uh, from the might of a Bengal-class carrier. Um, so, um, yeah, the, the the natives, I guess, to the stand system were, I guess, ran out, um, which really sucks. And I almost have heard of history just like that before. Um Art Corp had been lobbying for this very opportunity, wishing to purchase a continent 
more land usually sold in parcels. Um, some members of the UE Senate pushed for continental sale within the Stanton system until the idea arose to try to sell the entire planet for the, uh, for the biggest potential profit over a short period of time. Art Corp agreed to this proposition, and it was brought to the Senate floor uh, for a, a wider vote, which passed. Um, a bite? Uh, albeit? Albeit. Albeit? Wow, Shavo. Albeit <laughs> after... <laughs> I'm just so done already. Albeit after much uh, continuous debate or debate, contentious debate, <laughs> because while the planets were able to uh, abide by UEE common law, planetary level jurisdiction would fall to the corporations and their security forces. Um, a bidding process opened up. A bidding process opened up. Yeah, uh, and mega corporations were quietly contacted to bid for ownership of the planets. The winners are believed to have flushed trillions into the UEE economy with the four worlds now named after them. Hurston, being Hurston Dynamics, Crusader, Crusader Industries, Art Corp, and Microtech. Um, while the, while the plan, the plan uh, initially was for Stanton 2, which is now known as Crusader, to be sold on a buy one, get one free basis due to okay. its lack of land... Uh, this was not a sticking point for Crusader Industries, who adapted and expanded the existing naval shipyards for the manufacture of their own spacecraft. Uh, the system became fully industrialized, with the worlds now dotted with uh, factories, corporate headquarters, testing ranges, mines, and other company facilities. Uh, only those working for the corporation um, or anyone leasing their space could come to live in the stand system inhabiting corporate owned towns. Um, and the last part of this, it was, uh, I think the initial title in the lore was like some, some kind of background, um, on, on Stan other than just like the initial history, but, uh, I'll just, I'll just dive into it real quick. So Stan offers materials produced by the four corporations. Uh, it also has, a high demand for goods needed to keep working. Due to opening their planet to other companies, including competitors, Art Corp is now so heavily urbanized that it is approaching the same planetary status as the Xi'an factory world. Um, Hurston has undergone such pollution that its dominant savanna biome has been devastated, with air quality now a concern for those who live on the planet. Microtech makes use of their planet's cold temperature for uh, optimal running of data servers, which we learned about in the very first lore lesson. And Crusader has recently begun to face issues with outlaw activity in the shipping lanes. So um, <laughs> I'm not really sure what the, the topic of that last paragraph was, but regardless, there's a, there's a little backstory, a little lore on uh, the Stanton system. And uh, a few things for you to keep in mind while you're kind of out there traveling and and traversing um while doing your missions or just simply exploring so keep that in mind you know there's there's backstory to everything that you see in the verse um and it, it really does make everything you do kind of um it kind of gives it a deeper meaning um and makes it a little bit more beautiful but um anyway shavo don't get too sappy um mandy what did you think of that lore lesson 
It was super interesting. Um, the fact that... I don't even know, like, where to begin here. Um, I actually enjoyed the last section of that lore that we didn't really, really like, didn't feel like it fit with the rest of it. Because right. it was talking about the the demand for goods and it, it's kind of gets into the industry of each of the system well not each of the systems because it's all on one system what's the word i'm looking for the planets oh they're planets right yeah yeah I, my brain thinks of them as cities i guess not as like planets for some reason but yeah yeah that's kind um, of what it feels like to be honest yeah so it gets into the the urbanization of the different planets and stuff like that and that's really interesting to me because right. that's what i like about other uh other sci-fi games and movies is like in in star wars like they all have very different climates and each of them are kind of different hubs for different things and that's really interesting to me so right. i like that they get into that a little bit i would like to learn more about that yeah Sad there's that the, the savannah biome has been devastated from pollution I know, I know, and and leave it to um, to Microtech, uh, being the the tech nerds that they are, to use a a frozen barren planet as basically one giant server cooling <laughs> location. That's hard as hell. <laughs> it is, it is, um, and and Microtech is, I think, easily my favorite planet right now, um, and it might just be because of the lore lesson I did on it and how much I enjoy it, but. Um, yeah, uh, Microtech is a very, very cool place. Um, anyways, guys, I think we are getting to that time of the night where we should start wrapping up this podcast. Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump over to Mandy. Mandy, where um, where can people find you? Um, mainly on Twitch uh, as Kilted Kitten, as we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, that is my username on Twitch. It is also... Um, similar, I guess it's not the exact same because it was taken, but it's similar to uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's Kilted Kit, so it ends K-I-T, not with the full word kitten. Um, I don't really use Twitter and Instagram with that handle as much as I would like. I'm still kind of getting that up and running after a username change, but mainly you can find me on on Twitch under Kilted Kitten. Awesome. Well, uh, guys, I hope you go and check out the content she makes. Um she of course is new to star citizen but she uh she's a streamer herself so go give her a follow maybe tune in for her next stream and uh tell her hi maybe hang out with her a little bit so um guys thank you guys again so much for hanging out during this podcast tonight i hope uh whatever you're doing the rest of the night or day or morning or whatever i hope you uh enjoy the rest of your day enjoy the rest of your drive or have a good night afterwards um of course, my name is Sir Shavocado. Uh, everyone calls me Shavu. You can find me over at twitch.tv forward slash Sir Shavocado. Um, Twit or Twitter, <laughs> Sir Shavocado. And I currently have my Instagram deactivated. Um, I'm thinking about maybe coming back to that in the future. Other than that, it's really just it's really just that. Um, YouTube, Sir Shavocado, which of course the video version of this podcast will be on so if you're an audio listener go check it out dude what are you waiting for um guys thank you again mandy thank you for hanging out um i look forward to 
having you on again. So, and of course, no problem. We're just seeing you immediately after we finish recording this. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. We'll just go out there and let's we'll shake hands or something. Um, <laughs> guys, thanks again. Have a great night, and we will catch you on the next one. Uh, on the bridge or something like that. <laughs>